It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There's a lot to like from an Auburn perspective with how everything went down in Tampa in the SEC tournament on Thursday. We'll tell you all that and more on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a fun time of year, and if you were not subscribed to this guy at this time of year, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, we are joined by Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, who just landed in Tampa. Is that right? Yeah, not too long ago. It took it took long enough for me to get here, but uh, yeah, we're we're here in Tampa. We're getting settled in and looking forward to. Uh, which I mean, by the time you're listening to this, today's game between uh, Auburn and uh, Texas A&M. Yep, that's right. That's right. So, Jay Ferg, I was expecting uh, today's matchup to be between Auburn and Florida. And I don't know how right. much of the game you were able to follow with, with travel and, you know, delays and things like that. But, I mean, A&M controlled it throughout. And then a late surge by the Florida Gators, which was very impressive. I think they were up 12 points with, like, three minutes to go. They force overtime. Uh, I thought Florida was the better team going into this. But um, it doesn't matter. Auburn is taking on an Aggies team, which they really handled earlier in the season. Yeah, I know. This, this was a really good matchup for Auburn. Um you know, depending on what you look at in terms of uh, the game, you've got, um, you know, Walker Kessler is, you know, the uh, Walker Kessler and Colin Castleton are two of the best centers in the league, probably the two best centers in the league. And I think Castleton's really the only guy that we've seen uh, this season um, do a good job on uh, Kessler for not just one, but two games. Um, you know, they, you, Mike White's teams uh, play really good defense. Um, Auburn, the first game they handled Florida, and then the second game, you know, they really kind of, um, you know, took it to the took it to the next level, so to speak, with a with a big win, um, you know, uh, over Auburn with with the way they shot, uh, in the, right. especially in the second half of that game. So, yeah, no, this was a this was a good uh, good omen for Auburn. I think um, you don't have to play Castleton, you don't have to play uh, a team that is uh, playing in their home state, which I think is a big one. Uh, the Interesting to see what the crowd looks like uh, between Auburn and uh, Texas A&M uh, here coming up on uh, here, here coming up on, on on Friday. So yeah, yeah, no, this is a this is a good game, and and you were right. The first matchup Auburn had, uh, not only did Auburn handle them, uh, A&M never really never really threatened too much, unlike yeah. uh, some of the teams we've seen Auburn play this year. And, and on top of that, a really good game for Allen Flanagan. Um, and really good game for Auburn's front court. Uh, A&M's got a good back court, but I, they just really can't, I don't think, compete with Auburn's front court for a full 40 minutes, uh, which, which gives Auburn a pretty good edge in this one. So I think every Auburn fan was excited to see that, okay, they're watching two teams that are playing each other for the chance to play Auburn, and it goes to overtime. Do you buy into mm-hmm. that? Is that extra five minutes that big of a deal when you talk about fatigue and a tournament setting where you're playing multiple uh, days in a row? How big of a deal in your mind was that for the Tigers? No, it's a it's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's it's definitely something that you're going to uh, want to have if you're if you're Auburn, um, just because Auburn plays a deeper 
rotation than most teams. Um, that's really helpful uh, because there are some star players for Texas A&M that had to log some major minutes. And, and Auburn is coming off of a stretch, you know, this will be, you know, six days rest or five, five full days rest by the time they play again. Um, so, I mean, this is, you know, that's exactly what you want to see if you're Auburn. Um, you know, this is, it's just five minutes, but it's five more minutes on guys we've seen, uh, you know, throughout the year where Auburn has been able to pull away from teams late because, you know, the other team just plays more guys and have heavier legs. A&M maybe plays a little bit of a deeper bench than some of these, some of these other teams in the tournament. Um, but no, this was a, this was a really good uh, pickup uh, for Auburn just to get that little boost um, when you play deep and you're already playing a team that's got more tread on the tires than you, uh, you, you definitely are going to want to take advantage of that. And, I think Auburn's going to want to play a really energetic, up-tempo game, kind of like what they played with Mississippi State uh, last week. I think I think you could see a similar start to that in terms of just the energy and the, and the, the effort. Right, and so the winner of Auburn and Texas A&M will play the winner of Arkansas and LSU. And Jay Ferg, mm-hmm. I turned on the LSU Missouri game, and it was like thirty to six or something crazy like that. <laughs> I mean, LSU. Looked really, really good against Missouri. And, you know, just kind of peeking into the Arkansas world, you know, one of their key guys is not playing. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there a chance here that Auburn has, you know, to play an LSU team instead of uh, an Arkansas team in the semifinals? Yeah, Yeah, there's a chance they've had to play LSU if if they advance. Just because LSU, a fully healthy LSU team is really good. A fully healthy LSU team probably plays more like a two or a three seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, setting than what they are. It's probably about five or six. Uh, with Xavier Pinson and that defense, mm-hmm. they're really nasty. And, you know, Auburn's been, uh, you know, Auburn was one of the only teams uh, to really get LSU this season when they were fully healthy um, and then get a win, in uh, a good win at that. So, I mean, th- this is uh, either way. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Arkansas or LSU. Auburn's going to have their hands full on Saturday um, just because of the quality of the league and the quality of the matchups. And so, um, you know, Auburn fans may want to see, you know, some revenge against Arkansas. Um, but I mean, LSU, I think, is a team you gotta you gotta really watch out for, especially with the way they play defense. Right? Best defense in the country, pretty much from beginning to end this season, uh, with the way Tari Eason's playing and the fact that they're fully healthy, uh, they're super dangerous. Jay Ferg, if you had to predict every opponent that Auburn plays from here on out, I know that's impossible, but just <laughs> for the sake of it, I mean, are you thinking? If they were to win out, they would play, obviously, A&M today, Arkansas on Saturday, Kentucky on Sunday. I mean, that's that's the clear-cut favorite path, right, or the most likely path, you would think. Yeah, that's the most likely path. I mean, I, I would go either way with this LSU-Arkansas matchup just okay. because of kind of the injury situations for both of them. But, yeah, I like Kentucky, obviously, more than, than Tennessee. Um just because, I mean, I, I trust Kentucky's offense more. Tennessee's got, you know, awesome defense and defense travels obviously, but um, they've been known to kind of kind of slump at times on the offensive end of the floor. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's more likely. But I I do think, it, you know, Auburn could play any combination of, of Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, and LSU, I think, here. Um, if they get past Texas A&M on Friday, uh, it's just a testament to how good the league was at the top this year. Yeah, right. Justin Ferguson, our guest today. I want to get his take on – Auburn's ability to attract guys in the transfer portal next right here on Locked On Auburn. But I want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. A few more folks have reached out to me saying that they have ordered and tried Built Bar. You need to get in on that. If you have not done that, it is a great way to get that 
snack in the afternoon and you feel full until dinner and you look at the the nutrition label and you're like, man, you know, this isn't many calories at all. It keeps me full because all the protein. A lot of people have reached out and told me that they enjoy it with their morning coffee. That's honestly how I prefer mine. You dip it in the coffee a little bit, let it melt just a little and have that chocolate. You know, it's so smooth to eat and they've got a ton of different flavors. So check it all out at built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson, what all is going on with the Auburn Observer these days? Obviously, you're in Tampa. You'll see a lot of coverage about basketball, I'm sure, this week. Yeah, for sure. It's been a big basketball week. It's going to be a big basketball week the next couple of weeks <laughs> uh, at the Observer. Um, yeah, you can get uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of the deep dives we had this week on uh, Auburn's three-guard lineup, um, you know, the, their chances to uh, be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, um, a, a dive on Jabari Smith playing his best basketball at the perfect time. Uh, and then we'll have coverage from every game uh, at the Observer over the weekend uh, that Auburn plays in. So uh, we will have observations. And we'll do a podcast for every game as well. So um, the only way you can get that is if you're a subscriber. So auburnobserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. Or you can uh, take advantage. We're doing a free trial um, right now. You can check us out for seven days for absolutely free. Um, it's be a good time to pick up on that. And uh, yeah, like like I said, we'll we'll have uh, post game analysis uh, both in the written form and the podcast form for every game Auburn's here in Tampa. So uh, you got to be got to be a subscriber or uh, in that free trial to do that. So AuburnObserver.com, sign up there. Yep, check it out. It's worth every penny, folks. Absolutely. You mentioned real quick before we move to football, Jay Ferg, you mentioned the three-guard lineup. We saw that in the overtime game a few weeks ago, and we haven't really seen it since then. Why do you think that happened, one, to begin with, and two, why have we not gone back to it? Because it clearly worked. Yeah, no, they they played it for about 40 seconds against uh, South Carolina. Okay. Um, and it was it was a closing line. It was it was at the point in the game where South Carolina was just fouling and, and Auburn was just trying to make defense and get defensive stops, and it worked. Uh, you put three ball ball handlers on the floor, um, and you're able to still re- rebound at a higher rate with your guys in the in the front court. Um, but no, it's it's just a, it was just a smart play in terms of um, you know matchups. Uh, so, yeah, Mississippi State's not as quick of a team as you get uh in the backcourt especially um and so with alan flanagan and devin cambridge and now we've seen chris moore get in the rotation some as well with those guys not necessarily carrying as much of an offensive workload as katie johnson and zepp jasper and one over junior are getting all three of those guys out there on the floor at the same time just made sense for that matchup um and it's a fun lineup i think it's more of a closing lineup than anything uh you still get value from uh, those wings, especially what they do on defense and on the board. So it's not something you want to play a ton uh, because it will wear out that three-yard rotation. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, I think it's going to be the new closing lineup moving forward. I think it's going to be the one where they go to and they tried it a little bit against South Carolina and settled, settled the game down after that. 
Um, it just keeps your ball handlers on the floor, um, but also has your two best players uh, still on it at the same time. Katie Johnson and Zeb Jasper are two guys that definitely can kind of play above above their size in terms of the defense. And so um, those guys get steals, those guys get stops, and uh, they can attack the basket. So it's, it's a really fun lineup, and I think it's going to be something that's going to be this late-season tweak that we could see kind of uh, in crunch time of these games here in the postseason. Is Zeb technically the three in that lineup? Yeah, it depends on what it, I think KD kind of does some of it, and it just depends oh, okay. on who you're matched up with on defense. Um, you know, uh, in the Mississippi State game, which we saw them play uh, play a lot, uh, Zep was matched up with um, with Iverson Molinar, who was Mississippi State's one, mm-hmm. um, and so KD kind of had to play above a little bit on DJ Jeffries. Um, so it moves around, um, but yeah, it's more of you know, that one through five is kind of more of, especially in an Auburn system where um, you know yeah. you're you're, you're Two, two through four kind of have the similar responsibilities on offense and just more of what you do on defense. And um, I, I think one of the one of the strengths of that team is that Katie and Zep, both are guys that can kind of just get after you no matter how big you are. Um, and so, um, but in that game, um, you know, you, you roll Zep out on their best player and their best player was their one. So that's, that's why Zep was kind of the one in that lineup on defense. Right, absolutely. All right, I, I want to get your thoughts on – you know, how do you think Auburn football is going to handle the transfer portal over the next few weeks? There's a lot of talk about this Corey Rucker guy from Arkansas mm-hmm. State. Um, a position of need, I think we all agree Auburn wants a receiver uh, or could use a receiver. Then obviously tackles are kind of the other thing there. But in the past, Jay Ferg, we haven't seen this coaching staff be able to bring in guys that were key positions of need. Why do you think that is and do you think that will change um, after spring practice is done, we're all kind of expecting a you know a mass exodus, you know, and kind of going through the portal stuff again. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it is. I think the wide receiver is the big position of need. There, where you're bringing in a guy who, um, an I kill you who um, definitely is going to get people excited. Um, you know, either in the portal or in recruiting, just because of his NFL experience. I'll be interested to see what it's been. I think there's just so much going on with Auburn. Uh, over the last few months, obviously, that didn't make it, you know, the end of the season being um, the way it was uh, in terms of the losing streak. It just, you know, Auburn didn't really have a whole lot of momentum, and they weren't able to capitalize that on that in the portal um, just because of, you know, all the issues, and I think, and just the sour way the season ended. I think this is an opportunity to kind of hit the reset button. You can go through spring practice. Um, you know, Brian Hartson still still the, uh, the the head coach, and um, you know you've got some new assistants on board, and I think it's just uh, you know kind of rally the troops after that. So I think that's going to be the big thing for them is just you know go through spring practice um, and then hit the portal you know hit the portal hard here in these next couple of months um, with the guys you got, and just take advantage of the fact that um, you might have a little bit more you know momentum, a little bit more life because uh, it's been made apparent here in the last few months that Brian Harson and his staff aren't going anywhere. Right. Had John Samuel Shanker on the podcast yesterday, Jay Ferg, and he talked a lot about, um, you know, why he spoke out. He was kind of the first player to put something out on social media um, in regards of players supporting Brian Harson. And it sounds like the locker room appears to be all in, you know, despite all those oh, yeah. different um, opinions kind of going all over the place. Um, people appear to be fully behind Brian Harson. Is that something that, you think will be an instant thing this spring or is that something where it's like, this is going to take time for some people to get over? Yeah. I mean, I think internally the team and the staff, it's always been just kind of, Hey, 
we got us and you know we're going to rally rally the troops and um it's all going to be you know kind of us against the world and i think that's the mentality you have to have to have any sort of success in the situation you find yourself in uh if you're auburn um but you know i think you know guys who had issues with uh auburn just kind of what's been going on at auburn um since brian harson came in i think a lot of those guys are probably out at this point um and so the guys who were staying back and you know you can expect probably some more movement uh, after spring ball because that's just going to be natural for pretty much any team in the country, especially one like Auburn. Right. Um, with 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 the you know the roster the way it is. Um, yeah, I think I think you're you're going to see. I think there's a lot of guys who are bought in. Uh, I think there's some people who are going to want to feel it out and see what all this really means. Sure. You know, in spring ball, but um, you know, from from what I can tell and and from what you know I've been able to kind of hear and, and and see, it's just. Um, there's a lot of internal belief and that's, you know, there might be a lot of doubts and there might be a lot of people just questioning about Auburn's long-term future or even their short-term future with Brian Harson. But um sounds like the guys who are still around are, are on board. And that's, I mean, that's step one. That's if you don't have that, you don't have a chance. Right. Justin Ferguson, our guest today in just a moment, Jay Ferg, I want to ask your thoughts, you know, is Auburn stuck as a two seed or can they do something this weekend to kind of go back up to that one seed where a lot of people had them projected a few weeks ago. It's that time of year, though, as college basketball tournaments are, you know, they're upon us. They are here. And, uh, you know, for all the latest odds and contests and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. So make sure you're prepared. Head over to BetOnline where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin Ferguson. So the um, you know it seems like across the board, folks have Auburn basketball as a two seed. What can they do this weekend to move up to a one seed? Or is it kind of already set in stone, you think, where they're going to be a two seed no matter what? Yeah, if you look at a place like Bracket Matrix, um, Auburn's got, right now, still has a little bit more one, one seed projections than twos. I think more of the notable ones, like we see with like Golanardi on ESPN and some yeah. of these other people that are kind of a little more, probably have a more than two. It's neck and neck between them and Kansas. It's just a matter of what Kansas does in the tournament. Um, I think Kansas might get a little bit of momentum right here just because they play earlier because it's just the Big 12 tournament started a, a day earlier for them uh, than Auburn is. So, uh, you know, I, I looked at it this week at week of the Observer and um, kind of broke down the metrics. Auburn's neck and neck with Kansas and quad one winning percentage. Um, Kansas just has a few more games. Auburn's got a better road record, right. which I think has really helped them out on this one. So, um, yeah, I think I think Auburn's got a chance to, you know, get a one seed here as long as they come down here to Tampa and they don't. Um, you know, have an early exit. And then Kansas doesn't really catch fire. Um, I think that's the big thing is if, if Kansas, you know, rolls their way through to, to the Big 12 tournament title and they get one more win over Baylor, that would be be huge for them. Whereas I think Auburn um, just needs to have a solid tournament. And I don't know if they – I don't think they necessarily have to win it to get a one seed just because of 
the body of work, but yeah. um, they 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 um, they could definitely use one more quad one win to kind of kind of bring it home, I think. And so by the time on Sunday, when you know most of the work's already been done for the committee, you know whatever happens in the final just happens. You know you don't let it affect you too too much. And I think the ultimate wild card here ultimately though is um, is is Kentucky. Um, Kentucky is a team that. Um, depending on what happens, uh, you know, in, in, in the tournament field, they could play three straight one one wins, uh, quad one games. Uh, if Alabama wins, and we're recording this before they play, if Alabama wins and, and plays Kentucky in the quarterfinals on Friday, that's a quad one game. Whatever they'd get in the semifinal in the final would be a quad one game. They get three yeah. straight quad one wins away from home. Their resume Ooh. looks a lot better. They yeah. have the momentum going in. They might snatch that one seed. But – Harvard's just got to go and have a good showing. Uh, I think if they just have a solid showing and, and, you know, it's not one of those cases where Kansas or Kentucky just look like, you know, absolute world beaters, um, they'll have a good shot at getting a one seed. Do you think that th- sometimes fans overvalue the worth of conference tournaments? Because sometimes it yeah. seems like, you know, a, a team will go on and win, but, like, they have the same seeding projection as they did going into the weekend. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, this is just a this is just a part. Now, it's an important part because it shows that you can beat the teams away from home, um, which is which are kind of the combination of the two things the committee looks at more than anything else. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's you know you can't ignore the body of work beforehand. And Auburn's got one of the best winning percentages in the country, one of the best quad one records in the country, one of the best road records in the country, and you know the most they can lose in Tampa is one game. Right. So like, you know, that there's, there's, there's only so much that your resume can be affected uh, at a place like this. It can definitely help you, but you know, it's not one of those things where um, the committee just overvalues it. But I think, uh, I think fans may over, uh, over, you know, value it from time to time just because of the notoriety of the event and the fact that it is the last thing you see before you get into selection Sunday. Mm -hmm. Justin Ferguson, one more time. How can people find you here? You support you, read you all that good stuff. Yeah, AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month, $60 a year, or you can sign up for a free trial right now. Um, Podcasts and newsletters after every Auburn basketball game here in the SEC tournament, and we expect to do that at the NCAAs as well. And uh, everything gets sent straight to your email inbox. Uh, Just check us out on AuburnObserver.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is Justin Ferguson joining us. We'll be back later today with our post-game podcast after Auburn takes on the Texas A&M Aggies. Charlie Five will join me for that. We'll see you then right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.